You are listening to Just Over 20 with me, Itunu Speaks. For some, school is a space where they experience some of their fondest memories, while for others, it was incredibly challenging. But what about those who sit in the middle? Today I speak to singer and songwriter Beth, also known as Nova May, as we take a trip to the past to reminisce about our school experiences, questioning what did it mean to be popular, how did we deal with feelings of not belonging, and what was the journey like to overcome shyness. Sometimes in order to appreciate the present, you have to reflect on the past, and I hope that this episode urges you to reflect on your experiences and feel a sense of gratitude for how far you've come and feel compelled to work towards being your best self now. I love this conversation with Nova May, and I'm sure you will too. Be sure to head over to at Nova May Music on Instagram to pre-save her debut pop single, Pay For Your Love. Now let's get into the conversation. Hi everyone. So today we're doing something a little bit different. So as you know, the podcast is called Just Over 20, but today we're going back in time to maybe like 13 years ago. (laughs) Um, I'm speaking to one of my lovely schoolmates um, and we're going to be speaking about school, about feeling different about growing changing finding your place in the world um all that good stuff so very nostalgic very reflective I really hope you guys enjoyed the episode um so yeah if you can introduce yourself because this girl is not just any girl she is a (laughs) musician she's a songwriter she's all of these beautiful wonderful things and it's amazing to see you kind of blossoming all the time so if you can um introduce yourself yeah hi everyone um well i suppose my real name is beth but you could also know me as nova may so that's my musician name um and yeah i'm really excited to be here today i um yeah we haven't spoken in so long and it's just really refreshing to see an old face yes yeah definitely so okay to give some context me and beth went to the same school um from 11 all the way to 18 Mm-hmm. Yeah, from 11 all the way to 18, we went to the same school. Um, we were in different classes. We didn't interact too much, but everything's like calm, you know, say hi to each other, have each other on social media, um, that kind of thing. And um, at the end of last year, I put something on my story on Instagram and I said, this is super random, but did anyone not really enjoy secondary school? I didn't have a super traumatic experience or super traumatic experiences at school. But when people speak about that time fondly, I can't relate. And then I said that like what triggered this was people were posting throwback songs on Twitter. So they were posting things like Pixie Lot, The Saturdays, and it was like reminding me of school. Um, So I said, if your answer to the question above is yes, DM me, let's chat. And lo and behold, Beth slides into my DMs and we haven't spoken in years. We have each other on social, we like each other's posts, but we... I haven't spoken to each other in a long time and I never knew you felt that way. And I, to be very honest with you, I didn't really know anyone felt that way. Maybe the people that I'm still friends with from school, because I think we all had a similar attitude towards it. Um, but yeah, you DM'd me and we got talking and I thought this would be an amazing thing to talk about in more detail because I think depending on the person that you are, if you haven't had a really traumatic experience in school, I think oftentimes people really enjoyed their school experience and look at on it with so much nostalgia so much fondness and I went to university and people would say oh yeah like I love school I would go back and I was like no one could pay me anything to go back me neither not to go back to any year like not one year I didn't hate (laughs) it but no one could pay me to go back Mm. um so yeah I just wanted to I guess we'll start from, should we start from year seven? When you first started, um, if you can go that far back, because we're obviously grannies now. um, (laughs) Yeah, like, what was 11-year-old Beth like? And what did you envisage secondary school being like? Yeah, so I think, um, 
Yeah. Well, honestly, 11-year-old Beth was very, very shy. Very shy. In fact, painfully shy. I mean, I was kind of like that all the way through primary school. I've, I've always had quite, like, low self-confidence and esteem. So mm-hmm. I suppose then going to secondary school, it's like... It's, it's, it's exciting, but it's really scary. So um, I did actually find it quite hard initially because you're thrown into this uh, big classroom with all these new people and new faces and you're kind of expected to, like, make friends and there's already that kind of thing of... I don't know if you felt it going to an all-girls school, but, like, popularity instantly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I found it quite scary and I think for my first few years at least at school they were probably some of my worst years um confidence wise I'd Mm, say mm. did you think like did you have any expectations of what you thought the school experience would be like for you oh damn that's a long way to think back Mm. (laughs) um I think I I kind of wanted it to be a fresh start because in primary school I felt like I didn't fit in that well um and I and I felt like what my parents had told me about the school it's quite uh it leans a lot towards arts and things like that and that's what I always had a passion for so Mm. I was expecting to go there and maybe excel in those areas and be able to kind of flourish in that way but socially um I remember going and kind of hoping that I would be popular and Mm. hoping that um I could be one of those girls, you know, uh, which sounds so silly thinking back. I was only 11, mm. you know, but yeah, that's, that's what I remember. And I, I remember like some of our first days there and finding it really difficult because I, I found that hard to do kind of socialize and be confident around people. Mm. I would say like similar because I, I was the quintessential um disney channel kid and rom-com kid so like all throughout from like 11 till i don't know 16 i would watch all the disney channel stuff all the rom-coms and this idea of like you go to school and um you are i don't know there was just such um a trope about what school would be like and like you would fit into a group it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be popular but you would fit into somewhere there is somewhere for you and you'll fit into a group you'll find people who are just like you who like the same stuff as you do you'll have like all these moments I think I've spoken about on the podcast in the past like kiss like kissing a boy and and like Mm. doing this and doing that there's all these like um milestones to tick off as you go from 11 to 18 so I think I thought school was going to be like that and I entered school thinking it would pan out that way um I do think though there was a moment for me where I was like whatever I saw and watched is not what my school experience is going to be like. Do you feel like you had a moment where you realised that for yourself? What, the it wasn't as I thought it was going to yeah. be? Um, yes, in a way. I, I was kind of similar to you. I watched all the Disney Channel things and I, I kind of wanted it to be like that American high school. Mm. Um, obviously without the bullies and being shoved into lockers and stuff. Yeah. Um, and without the boys, because we went to a yeah, girls' school. Yes, we did go to an all-girls school, which is quite strange now. But um, I don't know if there was necessarily a moment. I just think I remember, especially around year eight, I had a lot of kind of issues with this one girl in particular who, I don't know, she would just pick on me all the time. And I wouldn't really call it bullying. It was more just between girls kind of like I'm gonna take your best friend I'm gonna you know and Mm. I I always seemed to feel like I was the one who was um being left out so I suppose I didn't expect that and I took that quite hard and so that unfortunately negatively impacted on my school experience and later years that girl actually came back and uh caused me some more upset unfortunately so yeah that is a bit of 
That is a bit of a weird one. So I guess like 11, there's a big jump between, let's say, 11 and 16 when you start sixth form. So maybe like you've gone through this time, you've had kind of like uncomfortable experiences with maybe people you've decided to be friends with or you found yourself gravitating towards when you were 11 years old. And 16 potentially is that time of reinvention. So when you got to sixth form, what were your hopes for perhaps living out these fantasies that you had when you entered school at 11? Did you have any hopes for changes at all? Did you see any changes happen in yourself as you grew up? Definitely. I mean, one of the main things I'd say for us was that there was finally some boys in our school, even if it was like four. Yeah, it was like literally like like one. (laughs) Yeah, it, it wasn't, it wasn't a lot but um I suppose that was like a big that was almost that was quite a big thing to like change within those years because it's like oh it's like quite interesting um and I'd say one of the things to me between those years is I definitely did feel more grown up like I started getting into makeup more Mm. and I suppose got a little bit more confident looking back those makeup was absolutely atrocious (laughs) at the time I thought they were good no for real (laughs) Um, but yeah, so I, I think I had a bit more confidence, but then came the sort of more teen troubles, you know, it's less about kind of like, oh my gosh, she's, she's taking my friend, blah, blah, blah. It's more about like actual kind of maybe sometimes some mental health problems mm-hmm. and, you know, dealing with relationships when you turn 16 as well. I feel like that's a fairly normal age to start having them. So yeah, I, I think like my experience was positive in some ways because I felt a bit more confident, went to more parties, it was more, lots of 18th birthday parties, and felt like, um, I always had a bit of a thing around popular, I wanted to be popular just because I don't feel like I ever was, didn't fit in maybe, Mm. um, so when that started happening, the parties thing happened, um, that felt good, felt great, um, Mm. but yeah, it's an interesting one. What did popularity mean to you? Because I think that I've always kind of felt as though there is a difference in people's conceptions of popularity in secondary school. And I would say that um, when you add the element of race to it, it makes it a bit different. Because I think that for me, I didn't necessarily see anyone as popular. I didn't like... I don't know, like, I remember you saying it in my DMs, like, po- the popular people, I'm like, who are they? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't even know who, who they were. <laughs> and, so it's, and it makes me laugh because I can imagine, like, we're both in the same school and you're maybe looking at certain people thinking, oh, my gosh, I, I wish I was in their group. And for me, I'm like, I literally do not know who you're talking about. And I don't want to be, like, completely... <laughs> oblivious I do think that we did have certain girls maybe who would garner a certain amount of attention maybe from the boys in the school across the road and stuff like that but I never equated that to popularity um for me popularity was more like do people like you and I think people liked different people like I think people liked me so and I didn't see myself as popular if that makes sense so I I would be so curious like like, who are these popular people, Beth? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, I'll tell you names after. Yeah. Podcast, but, um, <laughs> I t- that's, that's really interesting for me because, I mean, honestly, thinking about you, like, especially in the later years of school, I thought you were one of the popular girls, but not in the same way. Like, I think in earlier years, I used to think of popular girls as being maybe even some of the mean ones, mm. even some of the um like the loud kids because um I think it's you reflect on yourself don't you so I would I would always think like oh I'm very shy and I find it really hard to speak in front of people and like in groups and Mm. um I don't like when the attention's all on me so that was seeing seeing other people be able to cope with that and also be very extroverted as well Mm. I suppose that's what I personally thought was popular I wonder if it was different in different forms um Mm. But as we got older, even going into uni, um, I think it's more, it really does uh, show out in people who are more kind and, you know, people who genuinely have more friends. Yeah, definitely. Um, Definitely. 
it changed like the definition of popularity so for in the past popularity for you was just more about being the loudest one in the room and having the most attention whether that's positive or negative yeah it really was and I think I remember when I was in year seven and I was friends with this girl who um was friends with some of the year nines you know in year seven you think year nine. oh wow you think they're like the big oh, women they're so grown up yeah you know? um and i remember we would sometimes go to one of the year nine form rooms at lunchtime because mm. she was friends with one of them and i thought that was so cool and you know but i was scared to talk to any of them because they were like older yeah. and louder and confident and yeah i just i think that's what i define pop popularity as just because I've really struggled with confidence um yeah like I said it changed yeah over time no that makes sense so then you've got 16 17 18 you're now going to more parties you feel like you're more maybe included in this popular circle um but then how comes when you reflect on school there's not still this kind of like oh my gosh, I really enjoyed it. Do you think that there was something still missing for you? I think so. I think um, the thing with me is, I I mean, the thing with anyone is you kind of need to find your tribe. I heard that in a podcast the other day. It was like, find a tribe of people, the people who, um, you know, have similar interests. I even find that just people who are in the arts industries, I seem to really click with them a lot easier because they can tend to be a bit more open-minded. Um, I know that's generalising, but it's just what I found because I, I went to a completely music university. Mm. Um, but even there, even in a completely music university, there's people that you, you know, you don't gel with and uh, it's not always the same thing. So I think having those experiences after school made me reflect back and kind of feel like I really did go through a lot of friendships and... Um, you know, I didn't know who I was yet. And I mm. think as I've, as I've started to know who I am a bit more um, and discovered these things through arts and things like that, then um, you think the current situation is more positive and the latter is more negative. So it's that's probably negative. why. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. I think it's really interesting, like, um, the way that you frame it because sometimes the way I think about it is, like, I wasn't given like the space to blossom. That's how I think about my time in school in terms of like, you know, you need to find your tribe. You need to be able to um, delve into your interests, like be with people who are interested in what you're interested in and feel comfortable. And what we, I remember in our DMs, we spoke about belonging. And I think going through school, and we can touch on this a lot more, Sometimes whether or not being you're shy or you're not shy, because I wasn't shy, but I didn't still didn't feel like I belonged. I didn't feel like I there was space for me to to be everything that I could be um, and to be like loved and appreciated for everything that I was. And I think that when you now go to uni and you meet people who are interested in similar things to you, you meet people who just like, it's not even about being the same. Maybe it's more like mindset values. I don't know what it is. And you're just like, wow. So this is what it feels like to feel like you're a part of something. And, um, so I won't lie to you, Beth, like I, there was a point in uni where it would actually make me feel sad when when people would say, oh, I really miss secondary school because I thought I really don't I don't feel what you feel even a little bit. I don't feel yeah. it. I don't have all these positive memories. I don't see it as like a coming of age experience. It was literally like a blip in my life that happened. And I don't like honestly, sometimes I don't even remember and yeah i just yeah. would would be curious to know like how you feel about how you feel about the role belonging plays into how you felt in school in comparison to maybe how you felt when you went to university and now in your life yeah mhm no i i can totally relate to that i think you phrased that really well like i think that was the sole thing that i really missed from school as in like it was missing for me mm. um i didn't feel like i belonged and I, I think there was a lot of times where um, I was, I felt like I was searching to belong with a group. And I found in sixth form, I was friends with lots of different groups. Cause, but then when you leave school, um, 
even like my main group, like most of the girls I don't unfortunately speak to anymore. And, you know, I, I think maybe I just never found that kind of like true, uh, I, I think I wanted like a best friend. I always mm. wanted like a best friend and I never really found that a hundred percent. And I did at time, but then it would, it would change. So I think for me, school kind of let me down quite a lot of times, uh, in needing that sense of belonging and and then since university, I mean, I think I might be sugarcoating it a bit, like definitely first year, I still didn't really find that. But my final third year of uni, like I was so happy, mm. honestly, so, so happy, found some really good friends. And then the year out of uni after that, you suddenly like, you have no belonging again, because you're just... Yeah, oh my gosh, you're just thrown it, it's so true. Yeah, it's kind of horrible, it's like scary and... um. But then, yeah, in the last year or so, I think um, it's still, don't get me wrong, the industry, I mean, it's so hard. Mm. But um, it's, I'm definitely getting there with like feeling like I know who I am now mm. and actually not necessarily needing to find belonging in other people, just mm-hmm. kind of finding it. I love that. I love that. And I guess that links quite nicely to um, to this. In your time at school, at uni, up until now, how have you um, navigated creating a safe space within yourself? Um, yeah, how have you navigated doing that? And the reason I ask that is because in preparation to speak to you, I was thinking, trying to think back to... Um, school and I was like oh I'm speaking to like a proper singer right now and I was like thinking about all the songs I would listen to like even the lyrics the vibe of like things that I would listen to and how for me that I found such an escape in like listen I I distinctly remember this for so many years of school I would sit in my living room, have my headphones in, have my laptop on and have music in and just be writing. And for me, that was my safe space. That was my go-to thing where I felt like I am being everything that I want to be. Um, even though in the when I go to school in the morning, I may not feel that people understand me. I may not feel like people like what I like. I may not feel that people see my potential in the way that I see my potential but like I have this space of escape for myself where I know that I'm great and I'm talented and there's so much more for me um beyond these four walls I think that was it so did you have anything that you felt that you did over the years whilst you were in school that kind of made you feel safe and comfortable within you? Um, or did that come at a later point for you? Um, I think it did come later, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, singing was always my first love. So I suppose, like, when I would do something to do with singing and, like, it would get a good reaction, even just, like, posting videos online, I'd post lots of YouTube videos, that made me feel really happy. But it was also kind of a way to challenge myself slightly because it's you know, an, an introvert putting themselves online is just like a bit um, scary. So that's, it was kind of a safe space, kind of not. Um, I think since leaving school and doing uni and um, especially in the last year, like writing songs um, and really exploring my sound as an artist and, um, yeah, finding like my message that I want to put out into the world has really become a safe space for me because like anything... It gets me down, um, stresses me out. I know that I've always got that and I can feel confident in that. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I'd say that. And I think it's so interesting to me when I had this, put the thing, um, posted it on Instagram, the people that were responding to me, um, to say, oh my gosh, yeah, I really relate. We're all creatives in some way. Mm. Oh my gosh, you have to tell me, well, you don't have to, but I'd love to know who else yeah not even people from our school just people in general like people say yeah people in general just say oh yeah like I completely get you and like I didn't feel like I fit in in school I felt like I was really different um yeah I and you see like they're creative in some kind of way and maybe is there is something to be said about schools and like the space that they create for people who 
maybe are different in that sense. I do think everybody has an element of creativity and you do have people who are incredibly academic and they also can sing or play an instrument or do this or do that. But I think you do find... I don't know. I just see as a trend now when you're saying, oh, right, yeah, writing music and stuff like that. Like the people who now, they are cool. Do you know what I mean? Like you're the cool people now at school. <laughs> it's like you're, you weren't. I know. And do you know what? That is so true because um, people that I suppose I class as popular in earlier years, not to be sassy or anything but like they have I, I look at them now and I'm like not that they're do, not doing anything great but I'm like wow you're just not I don't view you how I used to yeah you know that's fair. I, I used to think you were like above me type thing mm. um and I think it's very interesting that you say that because I know I started the conversation by saying when I went to go to school to our secondary school I was thinking oh I'm gonna have loads of uh times to explore my art because I think our school started saying like, they really pushed the art departments, I felt. Yeah. Um, but as we went through school, I felt like it changed to just being about sciences it was a stem school like literally when i say to people at uni it's so weird um beth like i went to uni and then i made friends with all stem people and my mom she was like it's you always make friends with people who study like stem and i was like it's from school like these are the people that it's like i'm used i'm so used to people talking about chemistry and i don't know what the heck you're talking about but i'm just there in the conversation because this is the kind of environment that that um that I grew up in. So our school was STEM to the core. <laughs> like... It really was. It so was. And I think that's probably partially why lots of people, maybe who went to similar schools, felt that way. You know, you, you ended up flourishing after uni. I mean, with you, like, you're, you're extremely creative as well. So I'm not surprised yeah. you're telling me that you felt this way too. Yeah, no, it is a, it is a thing because I've never kind of thought about the school environment um fostering maybe these feelings of isolation because I feel like oh it's more the people and your cliques and your groups and stuff like that but but perhaps that could play an element into it because I think if you go into a space every day and you're you feel not that anyone's saying it but you feel as though even intrinsically what you're interested in is irrelevant (laughs) then then like how are you going to feel comfortable how are you going to feel like you belong? Because y- you just don't. Because what you like and what you're good at and what you're drawn to is very different from what is encouraged and pushed. Um, so that could be that could be a thing. That could definitely be a thing. Because you know, definitely going to university, people, I'm sure people go into like a music uni. That would have been very interesting because you've gone from a STEM, st- pumping out STEM people stem machine (laughs) to music how was that for you let's even get into that how was that it was crazy I mean I always I was lucky actually because I've always known what I wanted to do and I think that's that's not always that common like from what I've heard from other people yeah because you were always singing in school yeah I always I always wanted to do it and um I think you're right like I think that's something you could definitely explore more. I feel like you should do another whole podcast. (laughs) It's really interesting, but um, going from a STEM school, as you say, uh, into a a whole new music unit was was so exciting because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to learn about just this one thing. Just this one thing after having to do all these sciences and things I hated learning about but felt like if I didn't get a good grade in my life would be over Mm. like (laughs) it was it was so nice it was really nice and um being able to still do that is is great Yeah. yeah definitely when you said about the grade thing it just made me think for those of you listening we went to a grammar school now a grammar school is a selective school so um at age like 10 or 9 I think you're 10 um I don't I don't even know nine or ten you do a test called the 11 plus and it's got like verbal reasoning non-verbal reason I only remember this because my of my younger brother but I think I would have forgotten by now yeah you do all these different things and you kind of get like tested and you, you every 
person who's enrolled in this test across the your area you're kind of ranked in a way like by points and um Mm -hmm. depending on what points you get you can get into like your local grammar school um so we you know we um I reflect a lot about school in general and sometimes I think not that I'm ready to have a child or anything like that but sometimes I do like think that would I send my kids to the kind of school that I went to because I think we entered education with being excellent and being the best at the forefront of like who we were as people um And I don't necessarily think that that's a good thing. Like you're age 11 and like you're kind of being told like you are some of the smartest little people in your whole area. And then you're going to a space where maybe they push or they encourage or they support certain subjects. And your whole identity is wrapped up in being academic and excelling academically and I do wonder like I would love to know your perspective on how you think that that may have played a role in you maybe not necessarily fully enjoying the school experience because I know you can face pressures from I don't feel like I'm popular I don't feel like I'm confident like we're both saying like I don't necessarily feel like I belong but then there's that other element of like I have to get the highest grades or else like I'm not intelligent or I have to study this and if I choose in myself not to study this I'm not as intelligent as the people who do study that how do you think that may have played into your general reflections about school so yeah I feel like I don't think that's something I probably have even thought about before but now you put it to me it makes a lot of sense that you know we're thrown into this situation where even before going to secondary school there's a lot of pressure to pass this test or at least I felt yeah 100% um and you know you're in primary school and then when you all leave you're sort of separated into it felt like clever and non-clever yeah which is intense (laughs) you know and I, I always thought like oh god thank god I'm I'm didn't fail it because I don't want to be seen as stupid but how horrible is that for a a little child to think you know Mm. about themselves and then going into school it's almost like you're given this false confidence in a way because you're you're sort of thrown in like oh yeah you're one of the top students whatever and then um I personally felt throughout school like I was always just average or slightly below average at like um like I always say maths and science because they were my worst subjects yeah oh me too high five girl (laughs) 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 um and and it can be quite crushing to your self-esteem because you know even even in later years of school I think actually sixth form when we had to do it was like an English paper or something and I think I did something wrong like I'd answered a wrong part of a question or something you know mm. there was ones where you meant to answer and not and the teacher she i think she was trying to be funny or something but she kept it as a running joke in front of the class that i had done, made this mistake and she kept bringing it bringing it up in lots of lessons and i think things like that they just really added to the kind of negative experience of school for me because it's mm. like that whole pressure surrounding us to succeed in these subjects that maybe we are literally not even going to go into in our future yeah um, it was hard, yeah. It was hard. It was hard. I do a lot of reflecting. I don't even know what... I think there was something maybe in lockdown or something that triggered a lot of reflection about school for me. And yeah. I just... It just dawned on me that spending for me, which maybe you can relate to, spending so much of your teenage years fighting for people to see you as intelligent is not good like I feel like I went into this space and I feel the same I've always felt like I was average or like slightly above average but I always wanted to be the best and I think the best so I think that's just my personality in general but then at the same time to be the best is to be relevant it is to is to matter is to have value you're getting the awards you're you know we would go do these awards things and people would get five awards and we're clapping for the same person and that's phenomenal 
everyone is skilled and talented in different ways but when you grow up and that is such a part of like your experience it's like okay next year I'm gonna get an award next year I'm gonna get three awards next year maybe you know do you know what I mean and everything is about achieving accomplishing and on reflection I don't think I realized it at the time it's like fighting to be seen uh, fighting it's not even even to be seen like you matter is fighting to be seen period do you get yeah. what i mean I, I know it's a bit off off the agenda but i just wanted to ask you a quick question yeah go for <laughs> it so you were head girl right i feel like i've just remembered that yes you were so did you feel like you know when you became head girl for you was that like the ultimate achievement did you feel like accomplished or was there a particular reason you wanted to do that or was it just something that you wanted to do for yourself and felt like you would excel in um thanks for your question interviewer um do you know what it is I felt I did feel really accomplished because I felt like that was the first time that I was able to excel in something that I was good at so I think that like I at the time um I was a good public speaker, like I was confident and I liked people. Um, Those are not, that's not maths, that's not biology. Those are just skills. So I feel like I had those skills and I was I thought, okay, like I have these skills, those skills. I love community. I love bringing people together. This is a time where I can showcase my talents, the things that I think that I'm good at. So I did feel really accomplished because I felt like finally I'm being seen for something that I'm good at that isn't academics because going to stand on the stage and give a speech isn't you don't get a grade for that yeah so I think for me I did feel really really accomplished um when that happened definitely definitely good I'm glad I just was interested yeah what about you so when you would sing like in assembly and stuff like that did you feel accomplished so do you know something I never did that (laughs) You didn't? I never I never sung in assembly. I, I think I did it maybe once for with a choir or something, but I never did like, a, you know, we would do solo performances. Mm. I, I never did one, which is quite funny. I thought you did. <laughs> no, I actively avoided it. Why? Which is, I, I was really shy. Like I, I felt, I think with school, I felt really... I, I, I think it was in my head, but I felt really judged all the time and I didn't want to embarrass myself. And I think with singing and songs and whatever, it's very it's very personal. It's like mm. a part of you. Um, so our, our music teachers, they would always, always go to me, oh, come on, like, come on, perform. Because I think I was one of their main music students mm. at a certain time. Um, and I just didn't want to. I really didn't want to. And since leaving school i've done loads of performances because i felt um i probably felt a bit more comfortable in front of the people i was um performing to so yeah it's fun fact but yeah i never yeah no i can i can see that i can see that school is a weird place i think for most people irrespective of what kind of school you go to and you do feel you're growing you are growing in every sense of the word um And you can feel judged and you can feel like if you're not doing whatever is the cool thing to do in your school, then people would think that like, oh my gosh, you're weird or, or why are you doing that? Or they would judge you. Um, and I, I don't want to make generalizations about girls school because girl power and that, but still, I, I do think there, there's certain maybe judgmental ways that you, that can exist maybe because everybody's trying to fit Everyone's trying yeah. to fit. Everyone's trying to blend in. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So um, I think that's probably why. Yeah. Let's get on to your music. Now, Ooh. it's been amazing for me to see you flourish in this way. Like, I think that you have really flourished. And it's really exciting for me to see people um, that, you know... I remember from 11, 12, whatever, and you're like a woman. And I feel like you're really, I'm like moving my body, you can't see me, but you're really like, (laughs) you stepped into that position and you seem so confident. You seem so like self-assured, like 
yeah how how did you get there so we've spoken about all of this experience of being shy um you know being shy feeling maybe like you don't really fit and then now you're like boom boss mm. babe how did you get <laughs> thank here thank you <laughs> yeah I mean, thank you so much honestly that's really nice to me to hear because i think um yeah just i mean obviously we haven't spoken for such a long time so it's nice to hear that you think that um god i mean i think i'm not even fully there yeah. yet in my own head and i think that's something that is never going to go away i i think high achieving people people that want success um you never you're never happy with what you've done but over time lots of rejection lots of reevaluating yourself um i think i constantly put myself out there a lot i really made an effort to do that and getting feedback from that and growing from that is probably what um has led to me changing so much you know um and i think even from a very young age having idols like christina aguilera you know even miley cyrus people like that i always wanted to be like those people um i just didn't have the confidence so i think if you can find something that you really excel in and that you enjoy doing then you're always going to grow you're mm-hmm. always going to grow and um it may take a really long time may not but as long as you don't give up and you're still enjoying it then um i think you're always going to develop a lot and change yeah definitely definitely and what would you um i want to talk about your sound but before talking about your sound this is just personally for me i think that you've made a transition even aesthetically because obviously what i'm seeing is on instagram and i'm like oh i know that you sing i know that you're out here singing and like making (laughs) a name for yourself and i've seen like this transition from you being i don't really remember what you were like before but maybe just normal like what i remember you as in school like to being a lot more experimental with your looks with your makeup with your outfits where did that come from um well I think it came from just being around a lot of creatives like when you go to a music uni and you know no friends have gone to fashion uni you're sort of almost smacked in the face with all this different culture and you know lots of people who are are wanting to stand out in a Mm. way you know and I think um, in the music industry in particular, you really do have to stand out. It's not It's not even, I would say it's about 40% about your sound. It, the other 60% is about your image, your following on social media, um, you know, the way you portray yourself, your mm. confidence. Um, and I think for me, a turning point was um, changing my name to Nova May um, online because it, it's almost helped me create a sort of character in a way. Yeah. And I think it's been healthy to separate um, Bethany from Nova May and, you know, being able to fuel all my energy into that and still kind of have myself be slightly separate from that. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I suppose inspo came from friends, from um, people I looked up, look up to in the music industry, um, even just like... I think we have more access than ever to clothes online and it being cheaper and it's not necessarily the best thing in the world. You know, fast fashion is not good, but it also means that you can experiment a little more if you want to mm. shop here sometimes. So, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. I think you're doing great and you look great. My oh, favourite okay. fit of yours, you have this little kimono-style dress and some <laughs> boots. That look, I was like, I'm stealing that. When you see me, I'll tag you. I'll say, this is copied oh, from you. I love that fit. I love you. it. You look gorgeous. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, and also that dress was like £8, so <laughs> I'll send you a link. We're not advocating fast fashion, but guys, no, you know, when we're rich... We'll be wearing um, more expensive fits, but thank you. We'll be wearing UK-based, um, organic. Organic, sustainable. Exactly, 100%. Okay, now your sound. Now, I was sound. listening to Be That Girl, which is your original song, and yes. I was like, this is very inspirational. This is given very, like, storytelling, um trying to get a positive message out but with like a yeah. pop kind of sound um mm-hmm. 
what would you say that your sound currently is what are you like aiming for it to be mm-hmm. well it's actually so funny because I would say you haven't actually heard my sound yet because I haven't you know I started in Nova May thing and I've done a few dance tracks here and there um and they've done really well but for the last six to eight months I've been working with lots of different producers and really experimenting with um I would say I do like dark pop and I I would relate myself to artists like Ray, Charlie XCX, Toe people like that and I haven't put out a solo song yet and that's actually gonna be kind November 12th. Yay! Exclusive! (laughs) I'll send you some stuff after so you can hear but that song Be That Girl even oh god I can't even listen to it. Why? (laughs) Just because I've I have changed so much yeah. even last year and honestly like the songs I have now I, I feel so confident with them and you know um I think all the stuff I've put out prior to the stuff I'm gonna put out now was really me trying to find what I wanted to do like when I released stuff under my own name it really wasn't necessarily the music I thought I wanted to do but I wasn't sure at that time mm. so now I'm so sure I'm really pleased with the songs I've got I've got like a full album basically ready to go um wow so yeah good things to come that but, is so um, exciting yeah that is so so exciting oh well it's been lovely speaking to you um before I end every show um I ask people what have they learned in their 20s so far and what are they looking forward to the most in their 20s? But another question I want to ask you, because I think you'll have something good to say, is that what advice would you give to anyone who um, has had that experience of being quite shy and introverted and maybe like looking very outward and feeling like, oh, these people are confident, I'm not like this. Um, And, yeah, you've made such a great transition in terms of finding... I think it's not even finding yourself. I think it's more feeling more comfortable with yourself outwardly, which is such a beautiful thing to see. So um, to anybody who was 11 to 16-year-old Beth, what would you have to say to them? Maybe we start with that and then we do the... um, Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that being shy, and it sounds cliche, but being shy and being different is really not a bad thing. And I think that um, if anybody's like me and when they were younger, they thought that being loud and outspoken and the centre of attention all the time was the best thing ever, it really isn't. And it also doesn't reflect how you're going to be when you grow up because... I also feel, I feel like I've changed so much, you know, and there is going to be a lot of change. So I think just enjoy your time being super young and having the world at your feet and just don't stress, but try and find something that brings you happiness, whether it be something creative, whether it be maths, whether it be science or anything like that, you know, focus on that and don't worry too much about the people around you. Yeah, yeah. I think that even applies to this age because some people still struggle, yeah. Definitely. And um, like I said, what have you learnt so far in your 20s and what are you looking forward to the most? I think when you're younger, you look at 20-year-olds, even 19-year-olds as being, like, really old and that you're going to have all your your stuff together. But I've been really surprised, even in the last year, how much I feel I've changed and I'm learning about myself and Mm. how that's come a lot later than I thought it would um and I think that's really great I'm enjoying that and I'm actually looking forward to feeling that more um another thing I would say is you don't realize how your peers and people around you are going to grow at different rates and do different Mm. things I really I've found that I've been like there's people who are, are a month older than me or even a year younger than me and they're way further along like they're married they're having kids already at this age and maybe 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 (laughs) maybe emotionally um they're slightly more mature because they want to settle down more but it's 
it's, it's just crazy to see the different things people do. And I think that's actually a positive and it means that age really doesn't mean a lot when you get to this age because you're all gonna go off on different paths anyway so just enjoy it just enjoy it yeah no 100 percent. it's so true it's so true i love that i actually that might be one of my favorite um ones that people have said they're so true Uh, yeah it's true because you're you're always changing like i think we've been sold this idea that you're gonna reach your 20s and you're just gonna be like this person and no why i don't even think i don't even know if that's a good thing no it's not and i think um sorry to keep talking about the music industry no (laughs) there's there's so much pressure in this industry to do things by a young age and it's not just this industry i know it's like you know if you want to start your own business all these things but i i just think it's so great when you see people doing things different ages because it just means when it's your time it'll be your time and you know i think the journey is the most exciting part and then when you're there oftentimes people feel a bit lost in life because they're like okay i've made it what do i do now so yes. time to enjoy the journey whether it be traumatic or amazing or um, a mixture of both yeah <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah that's all i say just didn't enjoy it and i'm, I'm trying to take that advice myself 100 percent. i love that beth like me and you both me and you both i always say like i am not in a rush to succeed I'm not in a rush. I'm here for the journey. I'm here for the long haul. I'm here for being so comfortable in myself that whenever my moment comes, whatever that looks like, I'm actually ready and I'm present for it. And I, it's really nice to hear somebody else have that attitude towards things as well. Uh Because I think sometimes people are like, oh my gosh, like you can do this, you can do that, you can go here, you can do, and yeah, yeah. But like, I'm, it's um, you know, like the tortoise and the hare. I'm yeah. taking I'm taking my time. I'm taking my yeah. time to get to the end of end of the um the race. Where can people find you, listen to you, hear you? Um yeah. Everywhere. So I mean on all social media platforms currently on Nova May music. So um I think hopefully in future we'll just go down to Nova May, who knows? <laughs> um, and you can listen to my songs on Spotify. Like I said, I've got a new solo song coming out 12th of November. Mm. So you can finally hear my dark pop sound. Um, and that's just Nova May, N-O-V-A-M-A-Y. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's super fun. I love that. Thank you for listening. But the conversation isn't over. So to share your thoughts and keep the conversation going, follow at just over 20 on Instagram and Twitter, share the episode and subscribe to keep up to date with the podcast. This has been Just Over 20. I've been your host, Italy Speaks, and you have been fabulous. Stay blessed and catch you next time.